Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Mike Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee hover? <laughs> hey, babe, what's going on? Oh, man, the big question, is that a victory beer or is that oh. a sad beer? <laughs> Who knows, man? I'm going to tell you, <laughs> last few years, uh, it's been it's been some pretty sad beers, Mike. I've drank a lot more sad beers <laughs> after this Tennessee-Alabama game than I have happy ones, but I don't know. I'm feeling pretty <laughs> optimistic. How about that? Uh, uh, Vaults-domistic. I don't know what kind of word you want to make for this thing, but I... I am feeling a little, I got a little giddy in my getup, if that's even a thing. Um, I'm sorry, it's getting late. <laughs> I'm just making shit up now. So uh, it's good to talk to you, Mike. We got a fantastic weekend. Separation Saturday, we've called it. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting back on the right path. I'm going to be 100% honest with you, Mike. Last mm-hmm. week, super confident in my picks. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. there's no way I'm wrong. In fact, the wager, I'm surprised I didn't put more money on it. And I was like, no way I'll lose this thing, right? <laughs> and then I go and I win two out of the SEC matchups. That's it. <laughs> and I say all that to say this, I am least confident this weekend. And so maybe, maybe I'll get back on the right side of gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Shane, before we make our picks, we reached out to our good buddy Dave Bar 2, mm-hmm. CFB Matrix, and I think you're going to love this interview, Shane. He's going to give you some confidence in them Tennessee Vols. Yeah. Who he currently, Shane, now this changes week by week based on the results on the field, what his data says, but he has got Georgia and Tennessee as the two legitimate mm-hmm. playoff contenders from the SEC. He's going to break that down. And the way Dave sees it, Shane, yeah, Alabama, Tennessee, the best Ooh. example of what a playoff game is going to be of any game played this entire season. I, I asked him to go into further detail to break that down. So let's kick it over to Dave Bar to CFB Matrix. <laughs> All right, we're pleased to once again be joined by the man himself, Dave Bartu, CFB Matrix. It's always an honor to have you on the show, Dave. How you doing, buddy? Oh my gosh, an honor, as my wife would say. Fooled another one. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm I'm doing good. I'm total. I'm totally nerding out here. So I'm working on. So each week, uh, for our clients, we do a custom go no go situation on fourth down, fourth and one, fourth and two, fourth and three, fourth and four, etc. And and by field position, and it and it changes every week because it's their offense evolution versus the defense evolution. Um, so it's kind of cool to see one week you tell your client, look, there's 12 situations to go for it on fourth town, fourth down. It's worth more than three points, you know, and then this week there's three situations because they're playing a tough defense and their offense regressed that bad. So, uh, fun stuff. And we're, we're halfway through the college football season. Pleasure to be back on with you. Yeah. And what's fascinating about that bar too, you told me, you know, right before we started recording here that it, that changes based on opponent. And it changes, obviously, annually. So this, I mean, you've got to go much, much deeper than just 
this damn chart that all these coaches reference that is uh, that's probably from 1985. You know what? I swear, anybody on TV that says the word analytics or chart is just they're talking out of their butt. <laughs> Seriously, they're, I mean, I, I mean, show me this chart, right? Because you think about it. Let's let's. See, I mean, just a quick thirty-second logical discussion, right? College football evolves every year. So, I mean, even if Georgia played South Carolina every week. Would you use the same go no go chart in week one and in week four and week eight and in week twelve against the same opponent? No, because your 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 offense would evolve. It would get better or it would get worse. Their defense would get better or get worse. You know, and so the whole idea of using a chart based on the last five years of going for it on fourth down is stupid. You know, using last year's chart is stupid. Using the same chart for the, for a different team, that's stupid. I mean, it really is because it, it doesn't make any sense. Now, it might work out once in a while. You know, you win a coin flip. But until you actually break down the position on the field, your offense versus their defense, and don't forget, if you don't get it, you got to understand the field position you're giving up going the other way. So it's also your defense versus their offense. There's opportunity cost there. So, no, I, I am not – I cannot stand it when I'm listening to the TV and they say, well, the chart says this. Dude, I'd love to see this chart. Seriously. It's not it's – not, it's got to be made out of tissue paper or toilet paper because that, that's all that it feels like it's worth. Well, one thing you did put out, uh, I believe this was maybe Sunday, maybe Monday, but you adjust uh-huh. this every uh, every week based on you know the games that are played. Last twenty two seasons, the national champion has come. They've, they either have a top three scoring offense or, or obviously scoring defense. And right yeah. now in the SEC, there's only two: Tennessee and Georgia. How how surprised are you to see Tennessee grouped into there? Uh, not at all. Not at all. I remember last year uh, when, because uh, um, you know, we, we we got votes for 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 awards here at Matrix Analytical, and um, uh, you know, one of the one of the guys that we voted for, because you we always you're supposed to vote for your top five in order, and we always put Hooker in there because when you divided out his numbers, if you if you took his nine games that he played or whatever it was, nine or eight last year, and divided it out and then multiplied it times actually a 12-game schedule, he should have been in New York. He was awesome. So is this a surprise? No, it's not because he was doing this last year. You just, you couldn't see it because it wasn't in context of a 5-0 and team, right? I mean, this was a team that was, uh, that, that didn't have the record to get the national recognition. Now, would Tennessee have been this good last year? No, because the defense is top 20 in the country right now. So it's, it's a totally different view of Tennessee right now. In fact, they're 14th for Vols fans that really want the, the, the right number. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this has been a really good offense uh, last year when Hooker was quarterback. So, you know, no, it doesn't surprise me that they're there because also you look at Heupel, he's done this everywhere he's been. Dude, he had Missouri talent. He was putting up great numbers. Okay, UCF putting up good numbers, right? So he, he's done it at two different places. At Missouri, he had much lesser talent than, than what he was facing. So we had a really good sample size on him. And so offensively, you know, the, the, guy is a, the, the guy is a five-star offensive coordinator since 2010. You know, of all offensive coordinators, he's in the top 15 percentile. So, no, none of this should really be surprising anybody at all because both of these guys have already done this before. Now, David, I know 
you're so popular. You're doing interviews all across the country. So I, I apologize. I don't remember which interview this was that I heard you say it, but Alabama at Tennessee, you said, re- refresh my memory if I get this wrong, but you, I think you basically said <laughs> this is as close to a college football playoff game that, that we've gotten so far this season. Can you can you share some insight on that comment? This might be the best game we get. I bet you this would be better than the semifinal games. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. I mean, if, if there was one place, if there was one college football ticket to have that is going to be unbelievably loud and, and, and energetic, it would be at Knoxville this weekend. Because, you know, number one, you've got a fan base starved to be in the spotlight again, in the balls, okay? Um, you have a number one recruiter, Alabama. You have a number 14 recruiter, a uh, 13 recruiter in, in Tennessee. So talent level, off the charts, both sides. Okay. You got the number three in offensive scoring efficiency in Tennessee. You got the number four in offensive scoring efficiency in Alabama. Okay. You have the number four defensive scoring efficiency in Alabama. You got number 14 defensive scoring efficiency in Tennessee. From, from, from a nerd standpoint, from a, from a pure football, who's played the best football this year? These are two, this, there's, there's of the top five teams of total team scoring efficiency, these are two of the top five. This is literally as good as it gets in college football. This will be better than a semifinal playoff game. This is absolutely awesome. I am so looking forward to watching this game this weekend, and I don't watch a whole lot of them. Hmm. And it's it's very difficult to handicap because we don't know Bryce Young's status or even if he does play, you know, uh, you know, what percentage, I guess you want to put it, you know, I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent, but whatever percentage he's able to play maybe kind of changes your opinion of the outcome of the football game. But uh, what does your numbers say about this showdown? Oh, I not, not even, not even numbers wise. I mean, this is, this is really more of a gut feeling, right? I mean, if, if you're going straight numbers and you expect Bryce Young to play at 100%. You take Alabama. They're the number one total team scoring efficient. They're the number one team in the country in total team scoring efficiency. Tennessee's number four. All right. Uh, now, if Young isn't, isn't going to go and you got a backup out there, I'm taking Tennessee, right? Because we just don't know exactly what Alabama is without Bryce Young. With him, number one team in the country so far. All right. Without him, I don't know. So I'm going to take Tennessee at home and their top three offense. And that, that's, I guess that's my handicap right there. I wouldn't even bet anything with a spread. Just give me a money line. Bryce Young's in. I'll take Bama. Bryce Young's out. I'm taking Tennessee. Hmm. Now, one team that's not even playing this weekend, bar two, but I wanted to ask you about uh, mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M, his coach effect grade. I mean, that's that's the number I cite time and time again when these Aggies are yeah. are coming at me about, hey, I'm not trying to – I got nothing against the guy personally, but you just look at his coaching grade. How, how's he doing so far this season? Well, just this – I mean, he's he's minus two games coach effect. And for for everybody listening, coach effect is something I came up with over a decade ago to try to explain the difference in recruiting. In the SEC – 70% of all your conference games are won by the better recruiter, no matter where it's played, home or on the road. Okay, The difference, if you lose that game, is you just got outcoached, right? So you have positive coach effect and you have negative coach effect. So Mississippi State, vastly being out-recruited by A&M. Look, A&M's the number three recruiter in the country. Okay? There's only four teams 
that had the coaching staff, the performance last year, and the recruiting to be considered a high tier one level national championship team. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Texas A&M. So all this hype about Texas A&M is completely deserved because they've done every, they have everything. They have the coaching, they have the talent, they have all of it. What they don't have is a head coach. He, he, was, a, he was a mid-grade, he was a C-grade head coach coming into A&M. This year, you know, 131 head coaches. Only 12 of them are at minus two coach effect and worse. He's at minus two right now. I mean, he's, he's a, this is single-digit recruiting. You do that to win a national title. Last year, he lost four games. He was one of the worst in coach effect last year as well. He loses two more football games, and it's back-to-back minus four years. The last guy to do that was Scott Frost. <laughs> okay, just to give you some context. You know, eight and four, seven and five might be okay, not for a top five recruiter, not for national championship talent. It's not good enough. And I don't think it's ever going to get good. I really don't. You look at his grade that we have for him in relation to all the other head coaches in college football over the last 13 years, and he's middle of the road. Absolute middle of the road. And Aggie fans can say what they want. But the numbers back it up that for him to overcome what he has been for his almost his entire career, it would be an anomaly. For him to win that big again would be a complete anomaly. He has everything in place. He just needs a really good head coach. Hmm. Now, on the flip side, Lane Kiffin, he's doing a hell of a job for the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, they're, they're hosting Auburn, of course. I, I would imagine this mm-hmm. is uh, – you know, Ole Miss is going to win comfortably. Uh, what's your numbers say about this game? And, you know, Brian Harson oh, likely on his way out. Suck, dude. This game should suck. I can't believe it was a two-touchdown spread. The, the, the difference in scoring efficiency, mm-hmm. year-to-date, the difference between Vanderbilt and Georgia is exactly the same as Auburn and Ole Miss. Auburn walked into this game with the 114th scoring efficiency in the country. 114th. And they're going up against the number 17 defense. Their number 63 defense is going up against the 15th most efficient uh, team in college football. I, I, if, they, if they keep it within three touchdowns, nice job. Good effort. But this is a team offensively that is absolute bottom of the bucket right now. Um, and, you know, obviously the worst in the SEC, but, you know, the, the, the numbers just aren't there. Now, whether Harson makes it or not, I don't know. You know, probably what we're probably going to witness, this is, this is what wouldn't spread either one of us, right? Mississippi absolutely smokes Auburn, and that dude's their new head coach. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't beat him, join him. Just back the truck up. Because Lane, arguably, over the last six years, I mean, he, he's turned it around more than I've ever seen a head coach turn it around in a career, ever. Before FAU, after FAU, night and day, 180 degrees. You, you, I, I've never seen it, it happen in, in such a stark contrast. Uh, so, and, and it's not just the performance on the field. Everybody gets caught up with that. But Lane is really good at staffing, or the guy who's in charge of staffing is really good at it. And he is a solid recruiter. FAU's recruiting took off while he was there, even though he was going through his coaches. So he's done a phenomenal job. And at Auburn, you're going to bump up a talent level, right? I mean, we walk into this season, Mississippi's at number 22 in the country. I got Auburn at 14. Who doesn't want to win an extra game a year, making the same amount of money? Mm-hmm. Eight and four to nine and three, nine and three to 10 and two. It makes sense to me. 
so, and, and he fits in the SEC. He fits the Auburn mentality, in my opinion, uh, even though I'm, you know, 3,000 miles away. And that one makes the most sense to me right now. If, if Auburn's going to go out and pay a lot of money for somebody uh, that fits their culture, I think it'll be Lane. Now, what about this game? Bar two, I'm having such a hard time handicapping it. Uh, LSU on the road at Florida. What, what do your numbers say about this matchup? Oh, let's not even worry about trying to handicap it. Let's just enjoy the pressure cooker, right? I mean, in, in this weekend, look, I know Tennessee and Alabama both want to win bad, okay? But who needs a win more than anybody? I mean, Tennessee can lose. It'll be disappointing, but they don't need the win. Alabama doesn't need the win. Florida needs the win. Brian Kelly, bloody hell, needs to win. <laughs> really bad, right? And, and so I, I think this game, of, of all the SEC games, this one is really the most intriguing to me because I think that's where the pressure is right now because Billy and Brian both want Ws or need Ws perception-wise probably more than anybody else. Now, if we're going to handicap it, the number I'm going to look at, I'm looking at the under, okay, because LSU's offensive scoring efficiency year-to-date, I got them at 82nd. Florida's defense is 51st. Boom. Edge of defense. Florida's offense, 54th. LSU's defense, 37th. Boom. Edge defense. So, and this doesn't happen very much. You'd think it would happen more, but it doesn't happen very often where one side or the other is universally favored, uh, you know, whether it's be both offenses or both defenses. So in this football game, based on what these teams have done this year, whatever the number is, I'm under the total. I think that if we're handicapping a bet, I'm going to bet under the total on that. Slight scoring efficiency edge to LSU. On the season, LSU has been like 0.1 points better per snap than Florida, which at home, Florida might make up for it. This is if there was going to be a close game overtime special, it would be this football game in the SEC this week. Now, how about this one? This is an interesting one, Bar 2. Arkansas on the road at BYU. These Arkansas fans, my God, they, they want uh, Barry Odom fired. They want Kendall Browse fired. Um, can you – thoughts on <laughs> Sam Pittman, if he needs to be firing coaches, uh, I, I believe he's, he doesn't even have a, a minus coach effect at, at this point in the season. No, he, he, he doesn't. He's, it's fine, dude. Arkansas, fan, dude, you, you're the number seven recruiter in seven-team division. You, you have a top – Five strength of schedule. It's brutal. You're going to get beat up. Your starting quarterback isn't there. You can re- go ahead. Try to find a better coach than Odom and, and, and Bryles. Knock yourself out. You know, I mean, it's it's not going to really get any better. There's nobody out there to replace these guys with. Now, yeah, your defense and your offense are bottom 25% in the SEC right now. Things aren't working out the way you expected. But you recruit relative to everybody else in your division – you recruit like Cal and Stanford and Indiana, you know, and Georgia Tech. And I know that's it's kind of a hard thing to deal with, but having great season at Arkansas is really, really hard. And what they've done the previous years has been great, but just simply six games into it saying, hey, this isn't working, let's fire these guys. Short term, that's just dumb. It ain't going to work. Long term, Careful what you wish for. 
careful what you wish for, because I think you really lucked into Pittman really lucked into having Odom and Bryles available at the same time. They're still two awesome coordinators. You're not having a good year of it through six games, but if you're going to have a couple of coordinators for 10 years and play the long game, I'll take those guys anytime. They're just dealing with a talent differential that is very poor. They're always talent poor in the SEC. And that makes it really hard to win games when the best recruiter wins 70% of all the conference games. Hmm. How about Mississippi State on the road at Kentucky? And based on what I'm hearing, Bart, too, Will Levis will play suit up for Kentucky. And, and after what we saw last weekend, I mean, that's, that's a, a major, major upgrade at quarterback. Oh, man, seven points against the Flying Beamers. <laughs> you know, now, you know, could now, now, now look, I, I love Clayton White. I like that hire. I, I don't like Satterfield. He wasn't good before and he still isn't very good. The scoring efficiency at South Carolina has been poor the entire time he's been there. And I don't ever expect to see it improve. I did expect to have White improve the defense. Now he was gifted Levis being out. They put up seven points. At, they're a top 25 recruiter and they put seven points up at home without Levis. So, I've been saying the whole time, Levis is what's making this thing tick. He was He's better than Cohen. He's better than the current offensive coordinator. And without him, I think the team really is going to struggle next year. We saw maybe a window into it last week. So what we don't know, just kind of like uh, Bryce Young, is Levis going to be 100%? You know, how, how good is he going to be? Now, obviously, Levis hurt is better than the backup after last week. <laughs> but how good is it going to be? I, I think the story in this game is I, the, the Kentucky defense, top 20 in defensive scoring efficiency. The Mississippi State offense, top 20. I think those are going to be a wash. I think the game comes down to how healthy Levis is. Coming into this game, they're 75th in the country in total scoring efficiency. Mississippi State's 45th in defensive scoring efficiency. To me, that's the matchup. I think, I think the good offense, the good defense are going to wash themselves out. Levis is going to have to carry him to this win, but year to date, Mississippi State has been the much better team. Final thing, Bar two, I, you know, outside the SEC, kind of, they're like the redheaded stepchild right now of the SEC. Oklahoma, Brett Venables. I mean, there were Sooner fans that legitimately thought they upgraded, get kicking Lincoln Riley out or him leaving, but more realistically, and getting Brent Venables. Uh, what's your numbers say on the start he's having, and do you think he even survives to coach in the SEC? Oh, man, nobody said that was an upgrade. Come on. Come on. Maybe some some former Sooner grad under a bridge on crack was saying it was an upgrade or something. I mean, nobody said that. Nobody. Stop making stuff up, Michael. <laughs> these, these fans, they were excited. Uh, so they went, so, so Oklahoma, okay, by our numbers, let's go, let's, let's walk through it. Look, Lincoln Riley doesn't grade out high as a, a head coach because he really hasn't had to do much. Bob Stoops did everything for him. He hired everything, recruited everything. It was kind of made for him. Offensive coordinator, top 10 in the country, right? Five-star guy over the last 15 years. But he really hadn't done what we felt was really great head coaching work. But Venables has never been a head coach. Hmm. How, how do you say that's an upgrade when he's, Never put on the head coach upset. Then he brings in Levy, who's never called a play. Then he brings in Ted Roof, who's barely above average. Now, Ted, here's where the pace pairing is killer. Ted's used to facing 50 plays a game, and he's barely above average at that point. But with Levy, Levy's pushing 80, 90 plays a game on him because he plays so fast. So now you got a barely above average defensive coordinator 
trying to struggle with double the plays that he's used to. Huge red flag. Offensive coordinator, never called plays before. We don't know if he's any good. Huge red flag. This, this had the makings of a train wreck before the season. In the last three weeks, the defensive plus offensive scoring efficiency at Oklahoma is bottom 20 in the country. It is bad. Now, does Venable survive it? I don't know. He's at minus two games coach effect right now. And you probably have followed me, followed me long enough to know that in your first year, if you finish at minus four or worse, there are only six guys in the last 22 years that have seen a contract renewal. Six. I call it dead man walking. So Venables, he's got six more games. If he loses two of them, he's at minus four. So Oklahoma football is going to be fine. Venables, man, he is standing on a cliff that no first-year coach wants to be on. Before you go, Bartu, can you tell the audience where to follow you, all your work? Oh, you can engage with me anytime on Twitter, CFP Matrix. Um, and I am such a college football junkie. I even got a text line. You, if you got a question, you got an idea, you got a comment, whatever it is, I'll engage with anybody that's talking cool stuff about college football. That is 971-217-8419. Hit me up anytime. Ooh, boy. I mean, he's firing everybody. He's giving us hope about the uh, balls. That's How about right. it, Shane? Hot take Friday coming in hot, man. I, I love this, you know, because there's a lot of hot seat talk and there's a lot of, you know, optimistic fans out there. That's why I, I, I dubbed it Separation Saturday, just because I think <laughs> we're going to get a reality check here with some of these programs. Maybe it's maybe it's my Tennessee Vols. Maybe it's the Florida Gators. Maybe it's the, the LSU Tigers. Maybe maybe we realize Kentucky's not as good as we thought they were. You know, there's, there's all these what-ifs. But it all gets cleared up Saturday. I, I that's that's yep. the beauty of this. It's like I feel like we're starting slowly getting a grasp of just how good the SEC is from top to bottom. But I still mm -hmm. think there's some question marks that get answered this weekend. Yeah, I can't wait for it, buddy. So let's break. Let's make our selections in just a moment. But we got to let the fans know. We are presented by Game Time Sidekick, Shane. I got my tumbler <laughs> right here. Beautiful Tennessee tumbler. They sent us over a giant box of tumblers, Shane. I was supposed to give you half of them. <laughs> I may keep all of them. They're so nice. This is a full metal tumbler, Shane. This is officially licensed NCAA gear. They have every single college team. So, of course, every SEC team, they got all the other conferences, just in case you got some cousin mm -hmm. or uncle or some fam, uh, you know, brother-in-law, sister-in-law that went outside the SEC for some. Maybe they couldn't get into an SEC school. Who knows, Shane? Yeah. They got you covered at Game Time Sidekicks. Check out the website, GameTimeSidekicks.com. And don't forget, Shane, to use that promo code Hey, buddy, that'll give you 15% off your entire order at Game Time Sidekicks. And not only do they have tumblers, Shane, they've got collectible cups. They've got sets. You can make your own with your own warding on a collegiate-based tumbler here. So this is high, high-quality stuff. Absolutely. Bottles, shakers. They even got the sippy cups for the youngins, Shane. <laughs> Knoxville-based company, but again, our contact over there is a Gator, so yeah. this is this is not some Tennessee Homer business. This is officially licensed NCAA gear over at GameTimeSidekicks.com. And don't forget that promo code, 
Hey, buddy. Yes, you got to try it out, man. Just get on the website. I, I that's what I found myself looking at a few things. Uh, Christmas is right around the corner. We're doing those uh, at work, you know, that you steal each other's gifts, and it's like <laughs> X amount of dollars you can bring. It's a perfect gift, and I know there's going to be several guys because when in doubt, a guy's going to pick one of these cups, you know, and some gal. Yeah. So I, I think this is an excellent gift, and uh, taking 15% off, don't say I didn't give you anything. <laughs> <laughs> And we're also, Shay, brought to you by the Wager app. Get on this Wager app. Search That SEC Podcast. You can bet. Again, Shane and I, mm-hmm. uh, we are on such a, a downswing on these picks. You'd be fool. You'd be a fool not to get on the Wager app, Shane, and take our money. You put yes. in that promo code SEC on the Wager app, Shane. They're going to give you 20 free bucks. The best part, Shane, you don't have to put in a credit card or anything like that. They're just giving you 20 bucks, Shane, uh-huh. because you put in that promo code SEC. And if you want to put a little bit more in, Wager is matching your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. So you could have 220 bucks in your account today over at the Wager app. And don't forget to check out that SEC podcast on the app. You could... All our picks are there. You can challenge us. To maybe uh, maybe there's an outside SEC game you want to challenge us. We'll, we'll take your money however you want to give it to us. Ain't that right, Shane? <laughs> That's right, man. And I am – what's the opposite of heater? That's where I'm at right now. In fact, <laughs> they're like piranhas when I put my wagers in there. And so uh, for that, I'm going to tell you exactly what time I'm going to be putting this in. You're listening now at 12 noon. I'm going to go ahead and load up my wagers on the app – and so, first come, first serve gets the money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and again, you got to be 21 years of age or older to play Tennessee. Get you got a gambling problem? Hit up 1-800-889-9789. And last one, Shane, but certainly not least, Prize Picks. Same promo code mm-hmm. SEC. Prize Picks is matching Shane your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. And our favorite thing about the Prize Picks, Shane. Of course, the college football selections. This is daily fantasy sports. And here's a beautiful thing about prize picks, Shane. Let's say you pick a three-teamer parlay with your daily fantasy. You you pick three players, but you only hit two of them. Yeah. You get your money back. So, it's. I mean, it's a great deal. And all I do is pick winners, Shane. (laughs) And prize picks, how about this promo? This is another great thing about it, Shane. Maybe you're into NBA or Major League Baseball or NFL you can mix and match. So you could pick some of those, some college football. Yeah. And a- apparently NBA is starting on Tuesday. I honestly had no idea until they told me. <laughs> Steph Curry for the opener on Tuesday, Shane, his over-under on prize picks? Yeah. Half a point. So you know he's going to score a, <laughs> at least one point. Get you in there right now, prize picks, promo code SEC. They'll match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. Hit Steph Curry. Right there is a guaranteed winner. And I got you three more. You ready to hear my selection, Shane? I can't believe we're talking Steph Curry on that SEC. <laughs> I never thought the day would happen, Mike. But, yeah. But it's an automatic winner. I, I, I know. I, when it, it leads to free money. But if you were to say – I'm a gambling man. If somebody said, Shane, do you think you'll ever hear Steph Curry brought up on that SEC podcast? I'd be like, there's no way. But if it's free money, then I'm in, man. What other – NBA player you got listed, Mike. <laughs> no NBA players, just SEC. How about this one, Shane? Rocket Sanders leads the SEC mm-hmm. in rushing. Arkansas on the road at BYU over 
104 and a half rushing yards. Come on, that's that's a that's a gimme, isn't it? That's a lock, man. Give give me a give me all that I can take, brother. Now, how about I know you're gonna like this one too, Shane. Zach Evans, Ole Miss running back. I know they got a couple horses there. They spread yeah. the ball out, but Auburn, man, they're teetering obviously in the wrong direction. They just got tore up by Georgia. Ole Miss, number one rushing attack in the SEC. Give me Zach Evans over 82 Ooh. and a half rushing. I mean, that's you got to take it. You got to. Or you don't, Mike. <laughs> I don't like that one at all. I, I, if it was 82? just. 82? Yeah, I'm telling you, Mike. If it was just him back there, maybe. Uh-huh. But it's, it's a two, three-headed monster. So, no, I. I'm going to take the under here, and uh, mm. I'll explain why here in a little bit. <laughs> okay. And then final one, Shay, just in case you want to get crazy and put four on, I don't know if you're going to like this one, but yep. Will Rogers, under 330 and a half passing yards on the road at Kentucky. That's just too many yards for me right now. My man, I mean, we're. I don't want to give the listeners all this negative energy, but I'm I'm going to have to go the opposite with you. I think this is going to be a hell of a game and a shootout, and that's going to that's going to be all around Will Rogers' arm. So, uh, okay. give me the over. <laughs> <laughs> well, bet bet Shane's picks or bet mine if you want to win. So let's get to our selection, Shane. We got six. Games to preview. You ready to to do it, brother? Hell yeah! I'm interested now because they're. I, I'm. I, I thought maybe you know we've been kind of in sync. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that, and that, that's never a good thing, Mike. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we both force up, then it becomes a bad thing. But I, right. I'm kind of liking that, man. I'm getting a little opposition here, so yes, I am definitely ready to talk some football, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start, Shane, with the only non-conference matchup we got this weekend in the SEC, Arkansas, on the road at BYU. BYU, Shane, opened as the favorite. It slid to Arkansas midweek. Now it's a pick em. So, I mean, this thing's going mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth. The game kicks off at uh, 2.30 Central Time, 3.30 Eastern, on ESPN, nationally televised. The over-under, 66.5 total points. Mm-hmm. Who you like in the ball game? Well, I tell you what, it ain't no cougar. <laughs> I'm a married man. I ain't got time for that. No, here's here's my thought process with BYU. I think there's a lot of fool's gold here. I really do. You look at their schedule, and yes, they they went toe to toe with Notre Dame. Which Notre Dame? What what have they done this season to impress anybody? But when you look at the wins, we got Utah State, Wyoming, and uh, Baylor early in the season. South Florida, we we got a little taste of that. The, these are not good teams, and no. and I think. Just that old, you see by BYU, you think of years past, and you just kind of mark that box that they're a, they're a bubble 25 team. I don't think they are this year, man. And the reason is, I don't think they can stop the run. And the problem with that this week, my friend, is the rocket. You know, we, this is the first thing we talked about on prize picks here. I think they get a heavy dose of Arkansas running game here. Don't get It's like I told you earlier in the week, Mike. I Don't get sexy. Don't this this needs to be old school, freaking nineteen eighties 
college football, you know, high school football even, man. I want to see the veer when they're out here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> keep it up. Just keep pounding the rock. Get behind these big hogs. And there's no reason that BYU should stay in this game. It, it should be a – time of possession game and when we get to the end of it i want to see arkansas with 75 percent of that clock that's the kind of football game i want to see here now is that going to sell tickets no is that going to sell t-shirts probably not but it's going to win a football game and that's what we need right now we need a bounce back there for the razorbacks and i think they get it this weekend they went by they're they're out on camp right now you know what i'm saying they're in another mm-hmm. state their their team there's something about that bonding. I, I really think, you know, this is a good time for Sam Pittman and company to get this team back on track. we got a bye week coming up. It's the perfect opportunity. Don't spiral anymore. And please, God, don't lose to BYU. So, all that to say this, Mike, I think it's a close game. <laughs> but I think I've got Arkansas with the win, 31, BYU 24. Arkansas on the points. Well, it's a pick'em, so Arkansas. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a that's a good sign too, man. The fact that Vegas is moving like this—that means there's a lot of people putting money on them Razorbacks, and I'm one of them. Yeah, I mean, if you just, you know, if you took Arkansas at their best, Shane, you take BYU at the at their best, Shane. I don't care where the game's played. Arkansas's gonna win this football game. Yeah, but the problem is, Shane. Arkansas has not been playing their best football. Mm-hmm. And certainly that's why they're on a three-game losing streak. No need to rehash that. Defense, a major, major issue. Can they get that corrected? Desperately need to get to the bye week. Would have loved this game after the bye week. But you need to get this one to save the season. We've been talking yeah. about it all week. Separation Saturday, we've been calling it. K.J. Jefferson has got to be a man on the mission. Rocket Sanders. We got to unleash the beast back there. Mm-hmm. We have just, man, we, we've got to play mistake-free football because, I, you know, maybe I give BYU a little bit more credit than you, Shane. I, I'm not sitting here saying they're an elite team by any means, but it is a sellout. It's going to be a, a rowdy environment, sober but rowdy environment, <laughs> I would imagine. I mean, I actually know some BYU fans, Shane. They're, they're a very passionate fan base. So I, I think it's going to be a tough, tough environment there. But this, you just got to get this one. I mean, this is the this yeah. is a damn gut check time. And if there's a team in the SEC, Shane, that I trust to be fundamentally sound, to pound the rock, to to fight when their backs are against the wall, season on the line, it is the Arkansas Razorbacks. Mm-hmm. You lose this football game, you might as well just. I mean, don't quit the <laughs> season, but. You're just, not going to do – Just stay out there, Mike. <laughs> if you lose this one, don't even come back. <laughs> exactly. So, I think they're just going to have a little bit more offense than BYU in this ball game because, hell, they got a hell of a lot better players than yeah. BYU. BYU get that home field advantage, but it won't be enough. I think K.J. Shane scores three touchdowns yeah. in his return. Honda Morristown. I don't have a ton of confidence <laughs> in this one. Arkansas, 33, BYU, 30. So, I, I mean, it's going to be a tight ball game, but we got Cam Little, one of the best kickers in the country. Yeah. He's, he's going to nail a fourth quarter field goal. It's going to be the difference in this ball game. Isn't it like real high up there? Is there is there like one of those situations? Oh, yeah. It's, it's so that football, elevation. Footballs go further, you know, kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely correct, Shane. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shane? Vanderbilt at 
Number one, Georgia. I, get, I, I don't know these rankings. I don't know which ones I'm, I'm pulling from here, but Georgia, number one, 38-point favorite at home over to the Commodores. Man, and, and there's still bad blood, Shane, from 2020. Yeah. Vanderbilt canceled that damn game. Kirby is not going to let them forget it. 330 Eastern on the SEC Network. The over-under is 58.5 total points. Who you got? Oh, man, I keep messing up on the number one here. I, every time I talk about Alabama, I say number one. I, I talk about Georgia, I tell them number one. Well, that's what I mean. Like, they're yeah. all number one. You know? They're all number ones. And, and, <laughs> and I don't think we're going to see anything different this weekend. No offense. I think, I think Vanderbilt is ten times, a million times better than they were last year. And mm-hmm. I thought they were great last week going against Ole Miss. And I think against those types of teams, they're going to be able to move the ball. But they're not playing that type of team this week, Mike. <laughs> they're playing the Georgia Bulldogs that just steamrolled Auburn. And Auburn's got a pretty – I don't want to say pretty good. I want to say they got a decent offense and they've got the ability to move chains. But yeah. I think they did a they, they did a flex last week. And mm-hmm. and I, can, I think that continues here. This is not going to be fun to watch. This is uh, – what, what what is this on? Like live network. Okay, so yeah, TBS, you know, with the NBA it's on, games. Shane, they purposely did this. This, this is on yeah. the same time as Alabama, Tennessee, because yeah. they're like, well, well, God, no one's going to watch this. And and they're not. And 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 nothing against Georgia, because again, they got a slate coming up where we're going to talk about them every every freaking week. Right. But this one won't be it. This is a quick segment, Mike. So let's go ahead and get them scores out there. <laughs> Um, I don't know which tight end is going to get all these touchdowns, but give me Georgia 42. Vandy, seven covering the Ooh. spread. <laughs> oh, you said all that to pull up. Um, yeah. A, I, think a they back, I think they backdoor this thing, man. I think Georgia just like beats the shit out of them, and then all of a sudden something wild happens at the end, and they get in like – it may not be seven. It may be a field goal or some sort of op- – there be some sort of point scored. It may even yeah. be like some weird safety situation, <laughs> and Vanderbilt just finds a way to, to just screw the spread. That's just too many points for me, Mike. Right. And, and also, I mean, again, we're grading them on a curve. Georgia, hell, again, number one based on what ranking you look at. So anything negative we say, it's it's in the – in the lens of this is the best team in the country. Yeah. You know, can beat probably anybody and everybody on any given Saturday here. But, man, that's a lot of points for an offense that, is, that doesn't seem to be clicking for a full four quarters. You know, I mean, it, it's it's one game. They can't run the ball. It's the next they can't throw the ball. And, and again, not saying they can't do it at all, but they're just – they're not doing it like they did early in that season. If they put it all together – I mean, this is the defense where they they should be able to basically score on on every possession <laughs> right. out there. So if they take care of the business, I think they can do that. But man, Vanderbilt, they're kind of explosive on that offensive side. Shane, people keep laughing at me when I say that Vanderbilt's an explosive offense now to a degree of of what we're used to seeing right. Vanderbilt. I mean, they they did have the lead on Ole Miss last week, and then. And gave up damn near 40 points in the second half. I think we're going to see something similar here. Shane Kirby, for whatever reason, has, I, I guess I mentioned it, the COVID. I guess he still got it out for Vanderbilt, even yeah. though that was not even Clark Lee, the coach. It was old Derek Mason. But yeah. 
I'm going to disagree with you, Shane. I'm going Georgia. I think they put it all together. This is when they look dynamic again. This is when the offense hits all their strides. I mean, they could win this game by 100. I truly do believe it. But I'm going Georgia, 48, Vanderbilt, 3. <laughs> it's well, going to be ugly. <laughs> yeah, see, my 42-7 is just not enough, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, not a fun game to watch, but it is fun if you, you know, it's a good one to bring your parents to, you know, yeah. if you're a backup, you may get in here. So <laughs> this is, this is fun. It's good. This is going to be the walk-ons get in. Yeah, it's good social, you know, hang out with friends and stuff. You're not even really watching the game. It's just background noise, like a TV or something. But yep. anyway, no, it's still going to be fun. I'm messing with you. I'm messing a, with you. Here's a prediction, Shane. Kirby Smart's going to be pissed off in his post game saying, these fans need to stick around for four quarters, you know? <laughs> Pull a saving. What, yep. what the hell's going on? Stale the students ch- section. We shouldn't <laughs> have those anymore. There's real fans that want to be here in Athens. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shane? Auburn on the road at number nine, Ole Miss. Rebels favored by 15 points. The over-under is 55. And this is going to be right after game day. So noon mm-hmm. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on ESPN, nationally televised. Who you got winning? Mm, what Bar two say about this game, Mike? <laughs> huh? Lane Kiffin's gonna try, He's gonna uh, be on one sideline at the end. He may be on the other. I don't know, Mike. There's something about this game. Don't feel right. You know, I'm just, I'm just telling you, it's a gut feeling. I just, there's just something about this game. It just it does not smell right. Does not look right. It, 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 you know, you got Lane coming out here with the stupid picture on the, on the Twitters. You know, he's <laughs> he's either trolling Tennessee or he's trolling the fact that he may be looking for another job. You know, and right. and, and part of that is weighing on me. I think Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss comes in this game expecting to win, which rightfully so. Two score. You know, uh, you know, if you look at Vegas, they got them two score favorites. There's, there's no reason that Ole Miss cannot beat Auburn Tigers. And I'm not saying there's an upset here, Mike, but I'm saying there's a chance that you let Auburn hang in there. You, you let Auburn may even take a lead during this game. It just feels like one of those, Mike. I, I think, I think Ole Miss needs a reality check, and they get it Saturday. Um, mm. Auburn is a uh, uh, it's it's a it's a damaged it's a damaged animal right now, man. It is it's got a broken arm. Nobody wants to pet it. Nobody wants to be around it. But this thing is dangerous, and if you corner it, I think it can bite you. And I feel like this is one of those games, Mike, where Auburn Tigers actually sneak up and bite somebody. <laughs> so you're saying, Shane, are you picking an upset? Separation Saturday, Ole Miss goes down. We're firing the wrong coach. No, I'm not saying Lane Kiffin gets fired. But what I am saying is that this is a pretty close damn game, and I think the experts are wrong on this one. And I may be wrong. We may delete this and never talk about this segment again. And odds are I am because I am terrible right now when it comes to prediction. But I've got Auburn 21, Ole Miss 28. Barely winning. Last, <laughs> I think. I think this thing comes down to the fourth quarter, and I just got confident that Lane is a better coach and finds a way to get an ugly victory here against the Auburn Tigers. And it's another game Auburn lets slip. Don't be surprised if they don't have the lead in this thing. And remember, he's at Big Orange Balls. <laughs> don't get mad at me over that one. <laughs> 
Uh, well, tell me I'm wrong, Mike. I mean, everybody else is telling me that that Auburn's going to get their, you know, their teeth kicked in. Yeah. Lean into it. What do you got here? You're dead wrong, Shane. I'll tell you why. I mean, hell, we saw Auburn last week. I get again. It was against Georgia, the mightiest team in the country, according to many. But that was their first road game. I mean, they just collapsed. And you know, I do think it's a different beast going on the road to, to Oxford. They've had issues with uh, selling that stadium out. Of course, you know, fans say, "Well, it was hot that day," or uh-huh. the game wasn't pleasant. Or, I mean, hell, this is a top ten team. Go out here and support your damn Ole Miss Rebels. Otherwise. Lane Kiff is going – maybe he will jump ship to Auburn if you don't support this team. So, they need to make it a rowdy environment. I think it'll be – you know, Auburn, just based on the one game we saw them on the road, they they just collapsed, brother. And yeah. I don't think it's going to be anything different. I mean, I I think you're going into the season, if you're Auburn, you were saying, it's us against the world. Mm-hmm. Everybody's dead wrong. We're going to fight for one another. And then that – Obviously, it, it only was good for so much. And then Penn State came to town and steamrolled <laughs> us. And I think it's just more and more negativity, more and more badness. I just – I don't think this team's got a prayer, Shane. I don't think they win another conference game the rest of the way. I don't know how they won that Missouri game. I mean, hell, Missouri gave it to them. Missouri fans got to be kicking themselves uh, for losing that one. While on, on the flip side, Jackson Dart, hell, I'm, I'm as critical of him as anybody, but – He's starting to put it together a little bit here. These receivers are starting to get momentum. We got the the SEC's best rushing attack. The the Ole Miss defense is probably the biggest surprise in the entire conference when you talk about just one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Auburn's gonna get steamrolled in this one, man. I I don't know what you're drinking. You're drinking already. Looking forward to this third Saturday in October. I got uh-huh. Ole Miss thirty five, Auburn nine. They don't even get double digits in this one. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm telling you, man, there's something about this game. You're going to look back and you say, you know what? Shane was finally right. <laughs> he was finally right. I knew that kid was going places. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shane? LSU at Florida. I'm Gators, favored by two and a half points. Mm-hmm. Game kicks off at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central on ESPN, over under Fifty and a half points. One of the best rivalries in the SEC. These yeah. games are almost always close. First matchup, of course, Brian Kelly, Billy Napier. Who you got winning the game? I think you hit the nail on the head there, man. So I was talking to somebody not too long long ago about SEC rivalries, and of course, you hear the Iron Bowl balls and the third Saturday in October's and the yeah. you know the. All of them, Lexington, I, I, uh, Kentucky, and Louisville, and Clemson, mm-hmm. and South Carolina. They, we just went round and round. They said, "What is one rivalry that nobody talks about enough?" And this was the first game I brought up because when you look at these two guys playing, it doesn't throw the record books out. It does not matter. This is a game that typically comes down to the final one or two possessions, and it's usually which team makes the stupid mistake along the way. It's not which team excels, which team does better. It's like which team fumbles, which team throws a shoe, which team, you know, it's like all this other – you could just throw it all out because this game is going to come down the wire and this year will be no different, brother. I think yeah. it's going to be a fantastic game. Here's two programs that, that haven't quite got it together yet, but I feel like LSU is progressively getting better. And I know you look at that score, Tennessee balls, and you say, man, they got the brakes beat off of them. No, they didn't, man. They beat themselves up a little bit there at the start. 
And there was some moments in that game they 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 could have made this thing interesting and they, they just weren't able to capitalize. They couldn't keep up with the Tennessee Volunteers. Brother, they could keep up with the Florida Gators. If Florida Gators would have continued down their trajectory after that Knoxville game, I think these guys, hands down, would be a double-score favorite coming into this matchup. But the fact that they live on a roller coaster, we don't know what Anthony Richardson is going to show up here. And you can't say it's a home-away thing because they look like shit this week against Missouri. You know what I'm saying? He looked like yeah. shit when he played against South Florida. I, mm-hmm. I think that's that's part of the things that drives me nuts. And, and Anthony has just burnt me more than anybody right now. So I, I'm not – I got to see a couple games put together again and, and – to instill that confidence that that he can lead this program to so enough rambling, Shane. I think we know what you're saying here. <laughs> LSU's going to win this thing. Well, you're right. LSU Tiger is going to get a big victory this week, but by a little margin. So I'm going to take LSU 27, Florida Gators 24. Mm. Close, close ball game, Mike. I really, I, I just. And I think this is one that Florida kind of lets get get away. It just kind of feels that way. And uh, mm-hmm. they, they start getting a little heat there at the end and, and maybe make this a ball game, but it's just a little too late. Well, you may have uh, thrown a wrench in what I was going to say, Shane, because I was going to say well, maybe Anthony Richardson only shows up at night <laughs> at home and then you and then you re- jogged my memory. South Florida, my yep. God, that was a night game. In my- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that may have been his worst one, so – Oh boy! Kentucky. Well, and Kentucky. Oh man, yeah, they're all bad. <laughs> I mean, maybe he could only play at three uh, thirty on CBS. I do not know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is just an impossible, impossible game to predict, Shane. I mean, LSU, their offensive line's banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they're losing confidence uh, that they had early in the season. Still trying to figure out how in the hell they beat Mississippi State. Whereas Florida, you know, maybe. Maybe, Shane, maybe that we look back by the end of the season and say, they're still figuring things out. I mean, you're mm-hmm. winning the ball games, even if they're ugly. You're putting up forth a team effort. And, you know, that says something about a first-year coach who the, the team is just not fully pushing in the right direction. But at the end of the day, all that matters is that you win. Yeah. But, I, man, I almost want a Honda Morristown this bad boy. You know what? <laughs> it is at home. So, obviously, Florida's got a little bit of an advantage. But if this if this was at LSU, I think LSU would be favored. So, yeah, man, LSU just – I don't even know if they're bad, Shane. I think Tennessee might just be that damn good and made them look bad. You know what I, I mean? I know. So, Absolutely. I'm with you. I, I completely get you, man. Uh, and, and LSU just not utilizing the weapons they have. What happens if they do? Are uh, are they maybe one of the surprise teams in the yeah. back half of the season? This is a must win for all parties involved, Shane. And I'm basically closing my eyes, throwing a dart at that damn dartboard, <laughs> and hoping it hits on the winner. I'm going Florida 24 LSU 23 <laughs> one point ball game. So I got Florida winning, LSU covering. And hell, you could talk me into anything here. I don't I I just got no pulse on either one of these teams right now. How do you get 23? 
So that's a lot of field goals, right? I'm not yep. good with math. Or somebody missed an extra point. I yeah. can see it. It's just that that damn ugly, huh? I can't even you know, throw a number out there. I, I, I could say Florida four, LSU two. No, this one uh, I'm with. I'm totally with you, Mike. And, and the more I talk about it, the less confident I am in this game. There's some things that I, I want to get off my chest here, and, and this is me watching a couple of LSU games. Mm-hmm. It's time for Boutte, Booty, or however you want to say it, to put up or shut up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if he doesn't have a breakout game against the University of Florida, I don't want to hear how great he was last year anymore. I, I've watched too many games of, of them telling us how fantastic of a season he had and and it's just nothing's coming to fruition down there at LSU. They got to find ways to get him involved. And it felt like they tried to do a little bit of that with Tennessee, with mm-hmm. you know just anything and everything to orchestrate opportunities for him. But they really they really need to lean into that. That or just get off the pot. You know, I I think that's my, my that's just my two cents. Right. I'm tired of talking about how great booty is and not seeing results from it um so and how, how about this defensive line that that everybody and their mother touted up shane and yeah. and not to say they're like horrible but you know they're just i mean t- hell tennessee steamrolled them again tennessee may just be one of the best teams in the country but you know that's a game you got to step up and you got to assert yourself and, and now yeah. you got to you got to get up off the mat Florida's offensive line a little banged up. Their their best lineman, o- Osiris Torrance, is a little banged up. I think he's going to play in this ball game. If he misses it, man, that's going to be a critical piece missing. If you know whether he's banged up or not, whether he's playing or not, LSU's defense has got to take control of this one. Mm-hmm. Keep Anthony Richardson in that pocket. He's been obviously far less a effective as a as a passer than he is a runner. You know they break containment, let Anthony Richardson run wild. That's That'll lead to a Florida victory. You know what? Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the reasons I kind of leaned toward LSU during this game. And, and I know we're talking a lot about this Florida matchup, but the fact they they played a similar quarterback this week, you know, so it's a little easier to game prep against Florida, I think, in that scrambling capability that Anthony Richardson have. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that's a part, but it just feels to me like it's going to be a time of possession game, whoever has that because both of these teams are extremely thin on defense. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's part of the problem with both these guys is toward the end of the games, you know, they just, they've only got so much gas in the tank. And uh, I think if you, whoever you could keep on the field, the longest is the one that's going to suffer when it comes down to the end. So um, I still like LSU, but man, I am not confident at all. Now, how about this one, Shane? Another must win arguably for both teams. Mississippi State, number 16, on the road at number 22, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The Bulldogs favored by four points. I, th- I believe it opened at seven. And as Will Levis, it looks like he is going to play. That's I don't think that's been officially announced or anything, but that's why the, the point spread has kind of come back down to minus mm-hmm. four. Game kicks off 7.30 Eastern, 6 Central, 6.30 Central on the SEC Network. And the over-under, Shane, is 49 points who wins it? Mm, this is a good game, Mike. This is a yeah. good game. And and I, I think, you, you know, you're getting Will Levis back, but how healthy is he? And how and how healthy can he stay? 
It's not like they added two offensive line this this offseason this last week. <laughs> they they still got the same offense. They got the same group up front, and Mississippi State is watching the same tapes that we are. They're going to bring it to Will. They are going to make him just win the game. That's that's what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to do everything they can to cancel Rodriguez out and make this a Will Levis got to throw to win the thing. And I'm just. I don't know, man. We got a banged up quarterback, and I'm not saying anything. I'm not taking anything about away from him. But you know, when Will was not there last week, I did not see anybody step up. I did not see anybody that just wowed me and and made me and convinced me that they can go against these top twenty teams and just keep winning. I just I'm not seeing it right now from the Kentucky Wildcats and. It's not the same fire. It's not the same buzz that we saw coming into the season. I think they've lost a little bit of that. You know, now this is a good chance to rebound. This is a good opportunity to to be talked about again. And it helps that you got your your captain back. But you're going against a Mississippi State team that is just freaking a buzzsaw, man. And they anything and everything they touch, they destroy. They got one of the most prolific offenses I've seen since you know, we talk about Tennessee, but damn, the only reason we're talking about Tennessee or not talking about Mississippi State is Tennessee right now. Because if you look over there, not only is the passing going, you got Will Rogers, but you got this running game finally going. And it is yeah. a two headed monster. And you just cannot, you just cannot contain both of them. These receivers, they're having fun, man. <laughs> the little ducking out there, doing his little dance. I think he'll have a couple of those end zone dances this game. This is just not a fun one for for Kentucky fans, brother. I'm just I'm being real with you, and that's why I've got this as my wager of the week. Give me Mississippi State thirty eight, lot of points. Kentucky twenty one. Oh man. Sorry, Why do you man. hate Kentucky, Shane? I, I don't. I don't hate Kentucky. I love Kentucky. I, I love their bourbon. I love mm-hmm. Kroger's, one of the best grocery stores I got around here. I love <laughs> everything that they put out. But the product that I've seen the last couple of weeks has yeah. made me scared to put money on them. That's that's <laughs> all it is, brother. I just have no confidence that they just bounce back because a banged-up Will Levis shows up this week. Right. Well, you know, sometimes, Shane, I think we were prisoners of the moment. And, and sometimes yeah. we overreact. And going back and watching, I mean, it was ugly. It was it was one of the ugliest performances I've ever seen from a Mark Stoops, Kentucky, in, in several seasons. No doubt. I'm not making excuses for it. But when you're rolling out a backup quarterback, Shane, and the first damn play of the game is some stupid trick play that blows up in your face and gifts South Carolina a touchdown, essentially. Yeah. I mean, who in the hell is going to win that game? Uh, you know, and then right after that, you get a punt blocked. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was just a comedy of errors. I think by the end of that game, they literally some of these defenders gave up. Shane, I, I put yeah. the video out there. I mean, they're they're playing two hand touch out there, and I don't know if that's because they had zero confidence in the offense and this backup quarterback to to move the ball. I don't know if it was just. Maybe they've given up on the season, Shane. And if they have, I think you're going to be dead right. It'll be something like 38-21. But this is not a program, Shane, that was built by Will Levis. As, as, you know, and this is not a slight against him or anything. But it's not like he's Peyton Manning back there, and and they're going to be gone into oblivion the moment he's gone. I mean, this is season after season, built on, built on. But this is the most talent Kentucky's ever had to work with. Yeah. Now it, it didn't look like it. On Saturday night, I understand it, but if Will Levis comes back, he's one of the toughest 
quarterbacks in the SEC. He probably is the toughest, Shane. I mean, we've seen yeah. his, his damn finger sideways. He, he didn't miss a snap, I don't believe. This, this is a guy, he may not be 100%. He may not be able to run, but I think they'll gut it out against Mississippi State. they got to get the ground game going. Will Levis, Chris Rodriguez, them both on the field. Remember, at Ole Miss, he kind of ran out of gas. I get it. But yeah. this is a couple weeks now of Chris Rodriguez. I think we're going to get a different Kentucky in this game. This is no slight to Mississippi State, which I cannot disagree with anything you just said, Shane. I mean, Mississippi State's red hot. Will Rogers, that's another guy. You, you're, everybody's focused on Hendon Hooker. The only reason we're not talking about Will Rogers is because of Hendon Hooker. Yep. If Tennessee loses on Saturday and Mississippi State wins, we need to start putting Will Rogers in the Heisman conversation because yep. he has earned that right. But what do we know, Shane, about Mississippi State under Mike Leach? Sometimes they show up. Sometimes they don't. Red hot Mississippi State. Kentucky backs against the wall in Kroger Field. Upset special! <laughs> Kentucky 30, Mississippi State 28. I'm calling the outright mm. upset. I think Kentucky saves their season, Shane. And I probably should have Honda Morris down this thing because I don't have much confidence <laughs> in it, to, to be honest with you. But I just don't – I don't think we'll – I just don't think we'll see two no-shows from Kentucky back-to-back. Um, I, I think they're, they've got more character and more toughness than that. Look at you. Redemption Friday. Mike, Mike is trying to get back in the good graces of Ollie because all the nice things he said online. You know, this is smart. This is smart, Mike. I really like this. Here I am. I, I, I put him on this pedestal all offseason, and now I'm shitting on him, and Mike just picks him right back up. Puts them on upset alert. I love it, Mike. I love it because you may be right. <laughs> I mean, I, I just put a wager on this thing, and I am 0 for 2 the last couple of weeks. Maybe 0 for 3. I don't even keep track anymore. I just see my count dwindling. So, it has not been good. Kentucky's probably happy that I picked Mississippi State. So, uh, that's the fun thing. We'll find out Saturday who's right. I'm surprised you didn't say why you hate Mississippi State. I I I'll, I'll be you know rooting for Mississippi State all year. I I got if they win this I, game, I'll be I'll be damn happy for them, Shane, because Mississippi State are great fans too. And I hate this perception that it's like it's Alabama and Georgia and the rest of the league is trash. Yeah, I would love 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 Shane to see Mississippi State go on and and you know make it to Atlanta or something like and give Georgia and Alabama a run for their money. I hope they do it, but I'm just saying I don't know. I don't see it this week. You're a terrible parent, Mike. Here you are. You're talking about it's like one of your kids, and you're pumping him up, and now you're picking him to lose a fight. You know, you know, <laughs> father of the year over here, Mike. <laughs> All right, game of the week, game of the year, potentially shade number three, Alabama at number six, Tennessee battle of unbeaten's. Crimson Tide, favored by seven points. Mm-hmm. Game kicks off at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on CBS. The over-under, 65 and a half. The Crimson Tide chain, 15 wins in a row over Tennessee. Tennessee's never beaten Nick Saban as Alabama's head coach. Does that streak come to an end on Saturday? You know, all week we've been hearing, well, is Bryce playing? 
Is Bryce playing? I don't know. It depends if Bryce is playing. You know, I mean, that's 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 the common answer, ain't it, Mike? It's yep. like Tennessee can win unless Bryce is playing because then, then they ain't got a snowball's chance in hell. Oh, you mean the banged-up Bryce coming in that can't run right now? Because not that he can't, not that they don't want him to. So part of me, I mean, is in that quarter. Does Bryce play? I don't know. But the more that I think about it, Mike, the, the the stars have lined up for the Tennessee Volunteers. We got Cedric coming back. We've got, I mean, game day. Everything is just we got. We're going against a banged up Alabama quarterback, potentially a backup player that that did not do well last week. And I don't think if that's the case that they can continue to score and keep up with the Tennessee Volunteers, which are red hot and uber confident. This is just, I keep, I I told you this at the LSU game, Mike, I kept waiting for Tennessee to just be Tennessee. You know, when you look at Nick Saban and how many times he's beat the Volunteers, it's just, it's just, you get numb to it. And, and and going into it, you just there was times, Mike. I remember watching an Alabama game, just praying to God that we didn't lose by more than three scores. That we kind of kept it close and a little interesting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's been years I convinced that we had a team that could do that, and only to find out we didn't. But I'm convinced this year, Mike, that the Tennessee Volunteers are legit. And I don't hate to admit it because I freaking love it. I love watching this offense. I love watching Hooker. I love watching this running back. I love watching this whole team, this defense. It's just I keep you keep waiting as a volunteer fan for the bottom to fall out or, or us to make a mistake. And, you know, we thought about this with Florida. It's like there's no way. that There's just so much momentum into this game. Everything's perfect. There's no reason we should lose. And then go. guess what? We go out and we win. And then – now I'm saying the same thing about Alabama. I'm I'm looking at them I'm like, you know, if we just keep playing like we're doing, we can outscore the Crimson Tide. We don't need to be the best defense out there. We just need to keep our foot on the gas. Can we do that against a Nick Saban team? And I think we do, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we do. I think we do. Now, I know I'm a big orange homer, and 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 there's a part of me that's, that's you know, pulling out. There's a little devil right here, a little Nick Saban devil on my left shoulder saying, come on, Shane, what are you kidding? You can say what you want, but you know we're going to kick your ass. There's a part of that going on, Mike. But I'm – I'm refusing to listen to that little guy, and I'm going over here to my big orange hopple on my right shoulder, and I'm saying, you know what? We can do this. We got this, man. We've got one of the most prolific offenses Tennessee has ever had, and I don't see it slowing down just because of Crimson Tide. The only reason it would slow down is if we let it get between our ears. So I don't think that happens. I think there's a shit ton of points scored this Saturday, man. What was the over on this one? 60 points? 65 and a half. I don't think it's enough, Mike. I think we're going more. I think we're going to have an offensive shootout here, and I just think old Hoppelin boys is going to have that last possession. So give me the upset over Alabama, Tennessee, with your Morristown Honda score, 42, Alabama, 41. Missed an extra point. Got him. Got him. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're making fun of how you score 20. How you score 41? I don't know. Missed an extra point. Score. Yeah, right off the left up right. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe the first score, but it's going to happen at some point. <laughs> well, Shane, I mean, and I like a lot of what you had to say, but I've said it once before. I'll say it again. I think, uh, you know, everybody is focused on Bryce Young for good reason. Heisman winner and yeah, Alabama's just not looked the same without him. But I, I think the key to this game, Shane, is going to be Jameer Gibbs yeah. in this Alabama running game. Because even if, let's say Bryce Young plays and he's good, you know, he's not going to be 100%. He's not going to be running the ball. They're going to be trying to get it out of his hand quickly. And Alabama, they've got some fine receivers, no doubt, but they just they don't have the receivers they're used to having. Mm-hmm. So how are they going to score on Tennessee on this 41 points? It's going to be – Jameer Gibbs and, you know, him running out of the field, catching it out of the backfield. He's He can line up in the slot. He's such a dynamic player. Yeah. How does Tennessee hold up against this incredible defensive front of Alabama? That's another concern of mine, Shane. Uh, Josh Heupel's offense does not work as well as it can when they can't run the ball. And we saw that, you know, even against Pitt. Now, I think Tennessee is significantly better than they were Week two of the season, they're gaining confidence. They just, hell, all we talked about last week was LSU. This defensive line, oh, my God, it's such a mismatch. Tennessee steamrolled them. Yeah. So there is a chance they do it to the Alabama Crimson Tide as well, Shane. I hope Bryce Young does play. And I've been saying it all week to Tennessee fans. You can't believe, Shane, how many Tennessee fans I've spoken to this week that are so concerned for Bryce Young's future (laughs) that want him to consider his NFL hopes. Please, God, there's no need to risk your health in this football game. I think you want Bryce in this one, Shane. I I really do. And I realize there is a drop-off, of course, to Jalen Milrow, but I would rather have a quarterback that's 100% than a quarterback that's, you know, 75, 80% that can only do so many things that can't push the ball down the field. I mean, it's not like Jalen Milrow's that bad. But one thing that's been eating at me all week, Shane, Alabama, I don't want to say they looked awful against A&M, but they just made mistake after mistake after mistake, four turnovers, two missed field goals, penalties here, penalties there. How often do we see a Nick Saban coach Alabama have that many mistakes week in, week out? I don't know that I've ever seen it. Yeah. Now, we, we've seen it twice this year, but not in consecutive games or anything. So, I don't know. I think we're going to get a lot better Alabama this week. I think there's a real danger, Shane, of everybody hyping up Tennessee. I think that's exactly what Nick Saban and them Alabama Crimson Tide wants. Now, Tennessee, uber confident, maybe the best quarterback in the country. I, mm-hmm. Man, I – Shane, I go on these shows. I go on Fine Bomb. ESPN runs my clips. I just did 24-7 sports yesterday. Now they're running my clip. I, I don't know if you saw it. I said if Tennessee wins this game, Hendon Hooker is going to win the Heisman Trophy. And I really believe that because I think if he does win this, if Tennessee wins this game, it's going to be because Hendon Hooker making plays with his feet, making plays with his arm. He's going to have to score four or five touchdowns and just be incredible like he has been all season. The problem, Shane, this is the best defense in the country. This is the best college coach of all time. Wager of the week, (laughs) Alabama 38, Tennessee 30. The streak Mm. continues. And I'll tell you what, Shane, 
I'm doing my part for Vol Nation because I'm about as bad as you with these wagers of the week. I just put the curse on Alabama, but we'll see what, what happens. I, I would not be stunned at all if Tennessee wins this game. I just – hell, I just – I've already used up my Alabama gets upset card this year and it yeah. blew up in my face. I, I look like a damn fool if I just did it week in the and week only, out. The only thing, other than the, the obvious quarterback situation, is just – I always think that the the teams that you played the week before, I, I yeah. think that's a factor, and, and not a lot of people talk about it. I mean, I know you got a whole week to game prep and everything like that, but you know, when I look at Tennessee, you know, two weeks in a row they've had to prepare for a mobile quarterback, and I think that helps, especially if Bryce doesn't play. We're mm-hmm. accustomed to keeping the quarterback honest, keeping him within the pocket. Now, this is going to be obviously the the craziest athlete that they've faced back there as far as a runner you know mm-hmm. so that that is a factor but i i think it's still got to be brought up a little bit and and alabama coming off texas a&m one of the more slower paced offenses in the yeah. sec only to come into a tennessee team that is is constantly going out there running 100 miles an hour i think you know that's part of the reasons i picked tennessee not just because i'm a homer because <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, Mike. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna tell you something right now. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, in the off season, I tried to do this. Uh, this uh, big orange walks for a hundred days, right? Yep. Well, I failed. Failed miserably. Part of the reason is because I'm fat and lazy. Okay. <laughs> Actually, that's all the reason. I just gave up. But I vow to you, Mike, and the football gods, if you let this one happen, I will continue my march, and I will do 100 days of one-hour walks. I promise I'll videotape. I'll put up. I'll make sure that everyone gets the all the all the news. Like You know what I'm saying? Like, I will not cover it up. I will, I will put up my Apple shit, you know, so you know that I did an actual hour. You know, I didn't just hook it up to my Yorkie and kicked him out in the backyard. I will do an hour, Mike, every single day for a hundred days. If I could smoke one cigar after a Nick Saban victory, brother, I need this. I need it. I don't want him to retire. I don't want him to. Here's the thing. You know, one of the, the craziest, you remember Franklin, right? I hate Franklin. I'm, I'm blocked by him on Twitter. He doesn't talk to me anymore up there in Vanderbilt. <laughs> one of the things I hated the most was the, the fact that he left town, you know? The yeah. fact that he just got the hell out of Dodge. And Tennessee is finally coming back, and they're and they're finally getting into that, that, that realm of, of being considered one of the upper echelon teams in the SEC, and I don't want Nick Saban to retire now. I want to get a couple of victories in. I want to get a couple of blows in before he he goes on out to greener pastures. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> part of that, I think the clock's ticking for us, and I need a victory. I don't know if we win the whole thing, but I need I need a third Saturday. This is some, this is one that I grew up, and old people appreciate this, Mike. I'm old. Yeah. I turned forty this year. I'm a man. I'm forty. <laughs> But I remember beating Alabama. A lot of these kids don't. This was a big rivalry, and I want to make it a big rivalry again. And the only way we do that is if we get some wins, man. Tennessee needs this. The fan base needs this. We need, 
you know, I think the country needs this. The world needs Nick Saban to lose a few times, man. You know, I just yeah. bring him back down to earth. Don't make him such a, a, a monumental. Every time you beat Alabama, they run clips for weeks and they have parades for the damn thing. They shouldn't be that way. The for years, football. for years. Yeah, really. you, you know, I'm still, Texas A&M lost last week. They're still talking about the game they won the year before. That's just where we are with Nick Saban. And I, he, his, he's ruined college football, Mike. He's ruined it. And and I'm not taking anything away from the Alabama fans. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from Nick Saban and his family. I just I, What he's done has been impressive, but it is time to bring the college football down so that we don't know who's going to win this thing. It shouldn't right. be a shoe-in victory. Every, we shouldn't every year say, you know what, Alabama, number one in the SEC. We go to SEC media days. That's all. Nobody wants to talk about it anymore because it's not fun. And right. the way we get away from that, Mike, and I'm, I'm finishing the rant right here, is a couple losses, man, to show the world that this man is human, to show that this team is vulnerable. Texas almost got him. Texas A&M almost got him. Tennessee, you know, maybe they get them this week. Got to have it. And let me say this, Shane, because, you, I mean, hell, you're picking Tennessee by a point. Yeah. I'm saying Tennessee loses by eight. So, I mean, we're, we're saying it, it's going to be a close ball game. I would not even be stunned. And this may sound crazy. I'm not trying to be hot takeish here, Shane. It would not stun me if Tennessee wins by like 14 points mm-hmm. and does everything you're saying. Because hell, we've seen this. It's going to be a damn madhouse on Rocky Top, yeah. Shane. And this Alabama team. I know everybody said the revenge tour. They're going to kill everybody. I mean, they were rattled as hell at Texas. Yep. And I think Tennessee's a hell of a lot better than Texas. Yep. So. Maybe Alabama comes out here and gets rattled. Maybe they get jumped on. You know, Bryce is forcing the issue. Hell, we've seen – hell, he's throwing a – you know, he's as cool and calm and collected as they get. He's throwing a pick six to lose a damn national championship. This mm-hmm. is not a guy that is infallible. Maybe he makes mistakes like that. He, he threw picks in the A&M game that they yeah. lost. I mean, this is a guy that you can take advantage of him. And, again, he's banged up. Hell, the backup's turning a ball over about as much as Haynes King out there. There is a – there is a – path to Tennessee winning this game by a wide margin and it would not stun me at all Shane and and to your point if that happens you know Tennessee homers they expect to win in this because that's why they're homers yeah I think the rest of the country expects Alabama to win this football game this is a, a game Shane where your entire program and the future of it can be changed like that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest of the country will open their eyes and say, "My God, Tennessee, we got to take this team seriously." Yeah. They could win. They could win a national championship. They may have a Heisman Trophy quarterback here, and none of that would surprise me. I cannot wait to see this ball game. Man, I can't. Man, I just need it. I need it, Mike. Two thousand one. <laughs> you remember two thousand one, the LSU game? Mm-hmm. We we won. We won 2001, they came up. And then we go down SEC championship, and LSU ended up beating us, knocking us out of opportunity to, to go to national championship. Yep. But, you know, forget the teams. Remove the team names for a second. That was what was fun about college football back then. You know, it was like a team you just never knew. You never knew how the season was going to play out. No one at the start of that season expected LSU to beat Tennessee in an SEC championship. They didn't. A lot of people thought Florida was going to be there. A lot of people thought other, uh, maybe even Alabama. I can't remember 2001 exactly who they predicted. But 
that's that's what we got to get back to. I, I I just I don't like these lopsided victories. I don't like talking about Vanderbilt losing by thirty five points. You know, right. I I feel like part of the the middle of the SEC is finally getting closer together, where it's entertaining, man. When you talk about an LSU Florida game, not knowing who the hell's going to win the thing, Mississippi State. Kentucky, a four-point game. That's what we love, man. And when we go to all SEC, because it's going to happen, when we pot it up and we're going to have, you know, more Texas and Oklahoma, we don't want – we don't want separation. We want every given Saturday to be a just a bloodbath of, of college football, you know? So you do that by knocking off some of these top dogs. And so that's why we need it. That's why we need Tennessee to win. Yeah. Well, Shane, that I, think and I need a- to get healthy, Mike. You know, 100 days of walking. <laughs> come on. You want to see me around, right? <laughs> You'll bring Cody fact- back before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact, Shane, you're putting – it on Tennessee to make you healthy instead of the other. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, that's that's enough. We we don't have to we don't have to deep dive this, Mike. Yeah. But hey, I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up. Shane cannot wait to watch his, these all these games. Should be one hell of a weekend in the SEC. Uh, you got anything before we hop off the line? No, man. I think you nailed it. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to talking to all you guys. I'm sure I'm going to hear a lot of shit tomorrow when these hit the Twitter. So um, I look forward to it, man. It's just it's going to be a great weekend. I truly think we're going to see some awesome games. You're predicting uh, Kentucky with the upset. I'm, I'm telling you, one one game I'm looking at is the Auburn Tigers, and I know it sounds crazy. Yeah. Uh, I just there's just something about it, it makes me feel like uh, little upsets in the air. All right, brother. Well, hey, I appreciate you. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for checking us out. Don't forget to check out our sponsors in the show notes. That's the only way we're going to keep this show free and independent forever as you take advantage of those sponsors. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Vols. Upset. Coming for you, Nick.